So before we get started, I do have one important question for you. Right. Are you both familiar with the layout of a Bell TH-57C Ranger? Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of friends have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben and today I'm drinking a gin and tonic. And locked in with me today we have... I'm Chris and today I'm drinking a Coke. And I'm Mike and I'm drinking a Firemark Shiraz. It's not quite as nifty as a black label from McGuigan's but it's £5.50 in Tesco's and it's... Yeah, it's right. it's quite nice. So, how does it work? Each week we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit. This week, over the din of beaten air, we see what looks like a large model's landscape stretching out before us. We can see it through some windows, in front of which are some dials and what looks like a joystick. Actually, the more we look, the less the landscape below looks like a model. Rather, real land far away, and the chuk-chuk-chuk-chuk sounds very much like propellers. Or, or, or a train. We must be in a helicopter. We seem to be hovering on autopilot at the moment, but there's a fuel gauge that looks dangerously empty. It might only last for another hour. Beside us is an open door, and on the back of the wall are three parachutes, safely secured with three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape! So, uh, this week we have got the engine, the cockpit, and a toolbox. What are we fancying first? I think... I quite fan- I mean, the cockpit is surely where the action is. <laughs> oh, God. It's got the word cock in it, which is already a winner. Mm, cock. And pit, <laughs> which is low, like my humour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my puzzle. So you both enter the cockpit. It's very cramped. You're like pushed up against each other. There's like you probably got like Mike's pit in your ma- uh, mouth. Wow, in your in your nose there, uh, Ben. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's some that's some yoga shit. To yeah, make that it's, it's it's it is it is very cramped. In front of you is the pilot seat and the co-pilot seat. In front of those seats are the cockpit controls and the window. What would you like to do, Ben? Are we going to need to? kind of engage in some sort of social jousting thing where we work out who sits in the pilot seat and who sits in the co-pilot seat i'll sit in the co-pilot seat ah oh, you're a gentleman ben so ben sitting in the co-pilot seat <laughs> i would like That's to sit in the pilot seat please so you manage to wedge yourselves into the seats and you can now see the cockpit controls they're lit up in front of you there are several displays a joystick and an array of buttons what would you like to do is there just the one joystick or do you, you get, get joystick each, each. oh that's Ooh. right what if we disagree? And we rip the place in half. Yeah, I mean, does the helicopter go in two separate... <laughs> does Ben have the left half and I have the right half? Or, or are we doing backsy-frontsies? I don't, I don't think there's any way in which the puzzle can answer these questions for you. Hmm. <laughs> oh, this is a genuine question at this stage. Oh, this is the first thing I'm going to Google later. Why do they put two sets of controls and things? It's for failover. The, the pilot gets priority. It's like in... Um, you know, it's like cabin pressure. I, I have control. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, they do do that, don't they? Interesting fact, the current police handling procedures for people being restrained in custody are based on flying, handing over control procedure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy who led it up was uh, one of Britain's leading pathologists, and he saw a lot of, uh, we did a lot of autopsies of people who died mm. in custody, sorry, custody, mm. and he was a very keen flyer. So he worked with the police to help develop the... Um, uh, kind of the uh, the process for it where you've got a, kind of a, an officer who's in charge essentially of the head of whoever's being restrained and they are in control and if they are passing over control they go so and so you have yeah. control and yeah it's all based on flying i thought that was very interesting in the interest of safety can i waggle my you joystick? joystick and nothing happens no the actual joystick not <laughs> not the fleshy protuberance you waggle, in the front of my actual joystick and nothing happens <laughs> should we have a look at the uh, the displays <laughs> yes let's um 
So there's various displays showing altitude, fuel, and a bunch of other metrics that you don't understand. However, each of you have a display in red which reads system in lockout, enter code. And then there are four empty character spaces. When you say characters, does it look like we ought to be putting in letters? or You, you can't really tell. There's, there's sort of like an underscore, like an under, oh yeah, underscore character just to designate okay. a spot. I can see what you're it saying though, Ben, because there like there's like a character width, like wider ones are usually for No, this is a, this is a mono, mono width font. What about, so do we have an implement to input characters? Uh, you do notice there's a small little keyboard underneath each screen. Fantastic. Mm. Okay, so presumably somewhere in the cockpit, Ben, is a series of characters which we can put into this. Uh, Chris, you said uh, that we have our little displays uh, and there are all sorts of buttons and things arranged in front of us. Yep. Is there anything to, to see with these buttons and things? Yeah, so there's uh, quite a few buttons, obviously, but several of them have some clear readable labels on them. They are engage autopilot, eject, lower cable, raise cable. So... A shout out to anybody from the 90s who played Team Apache. Um, you, am I, am I no, on the mark no, this, no, this is, this is I, a completely unintentional reference. Oh, man. Yeah, because that had like, the coolest mechanic where you could raise and lower. You were an Apache attack yeah. helicopter, but the entire best bit of the game was hoovering up little tins of fuel <gasps> using your uh, Oh, I remember cable. that. What was it called? Team Apache. Maybe, maybe it was there in the background. Maybe it was like... Oh, no. Desert, Desert Strike. Strike. Yes, That's it's what it Desert was Strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what altitude are we currently hovering at? Uh, whatever altitude helicopters normally hover at. Fab. And what is the fuel gauge currently uh, reading? 98%. Oh, so not dangerously no. low. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the continuity fairy to come in. Sprinkle, 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 edit. <laughs> I'm here to say that the fuel gauge only looks like 98%. It's actually really low. Whee! And the I'm, sure, Bye -bye. I'm assuming sprinkle, sprinkle. it will get lower over the course of all three puzzles. So, you know. Quite possibly, yes. I mean, a helicopter with only an hour's worth of fuel in. Because um, nobody, nobody's just like, oh, it's just a short hop to Asda's. It'll be fine. I can get there if and you, back on If you're tank. very, very fixated on the, uh, the one-hour timer, you might be a bit disappointed with <laughs> the rest of this puzzle. Um, anyway, carrying on. <laughs> well, in that it's, it's a usual Chris puzzle, and we'll be here an hour and 20 minutes later with the helicopter having crashed into the floor. <sighs> okay, so could we... Uh, so we're currently in autopilot from the intro, but <laughs> can we press the... Uh, engage autopilot, please. You press the engage autopilot button. Okay, and what nothing. about the... Yeah, yeah, you press the eject one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Can I push the eject button on the, the one closest to Mike? Uh, you can't reach that side of the cockpit, I'm afraid. You can't. I will take do the heroic thing and press the eject button. You press the eject button and nothing happens. Can we uh, lower the cable, please? You press the lower cable button and nothing happens. Could we raise the cable, please? You press the raise cable button. We've, okay, so we've not looked out the window. Can we have a look out the window? You, you look out the window, there's a uh, sky, a bit of the ground that you could see any before. characters in the clouds in the sky? <laughs> nothing, nothing that would help here, no. Could we have a look under the seats? Yes, you can. Reaching under each seat, you find a small metal box. On each of them, there is a padlock preventing you from opening the boxes. So the padlocks are they do they require a key are they yeah they're quite they're very small and intricate little metal boxes are quite ornate they've got love hearts over them in sort of metal uh, patterns mm. is there um the little flappy down sun visor doodads that you get in cars are they is there a key? <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Yes, turns out helicopters are exactly the same as cars, but just <laughs> flyier. I think that what you're looking for is much more fly. <laughs> That is the whitest thing you've ever said, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, there's not. There's nothing. There's no sort of light shade thing. Light shade? <laughs> Whatever you want to call the damn thing. This is coming from the man who put a puzzle component in the Millennium Falcon on the rearview mirror. <laughs> Which, now I think about it, would have just shown, like, the inside of the Millennium Falcon. What's the point of having that there? Um... Oh. Okay, so we've given we've given most of the cockpit a good going over. I There's think. a bit that you haven't gone over that you've described to us. Hmm. Yeah. So we have the seats, the joysticks. I mean, can we give the joysticks a bit better and investigate? Yes, yeah, so you look at the joysticks, and then they sort of dive off into like the front of the the helicopter. And looking down the uh, length of the shaft, you find. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself giggle with that one. I was supposed <laughs> for you to. You can see. Is it, is it yours you're investigating? Mike, or are you both investigating both shafts? Well, I think Ben would be offended if I investigated his shafts. While investigating mine, he can investigate his more compare notes later. Okay, so I, you, I you're both investigating the shafts, and you find uh, what appears to be a necklace. And hanging from each necklace is a key. And on yours, Mike, the, the message inscribed on the key says, To the love of my life, Heather. And on yours, Ben, it says, The light of my life, Lucas. I think we may need... So we've got these, and we've got some super romantic boxes. I yes. wonder if we maybe need to switch keys. Why? Well, I get the feeling it would be for the other's super secret box. Like, that'd be the, there'd be nothing romantic about having a key around your neck and a box. <laughs> like, the romantic thing is to swap <laughs> keys or swap boxes. Well, let's swap keys, then. Swapping keys? Yeah. Yep. Can, we swap, can we swap the keys and then try and unlock the boxes? So, the keys work... And open yeah! boxes. In them, you find a collection of post-it notes. Looking through the notes, you find information about a vast conspiracy theory encompassing the government, large multinational companies, and Keanu Reeves. There is a plan to storm Area 51 and finally reveal the lies that have been told. The very last post-it note is a different colour to the others and contains a four-digit code. Yours, Mike, says... Two nine dash four eight and Ben yours says three one dash eight seven. Can I try inputting three one eight seven into my character display inputty thing? Yeah, you you input that in and nothing happens other than the display blanks. Um okay, I wonder okay, I think there's one of two things we're gonna to need to do with these. One would be that we need to input them simultaneously. The other would be that we'd once again need to do the old flips a Oh, do you reckon? Yeah, maybe, because of love. It's like, you know, I'll give you my spare car key. Um, if you give me your spare car key. Exactly, yeah. It's like a yeah, love or a hostage exchange, one of the two. Um, okay, so Chris, can I input 3187 into my panel while Ben... Hello. ...says what he's going to do simultaneously? What? So can I put 3187 into my... No, 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 no. Remember the old switcheroo, Ben? The old switcheroo. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Can I put two nine four eight into my display inputy thing? Both panels go blank again. It doesn't appear to have worked. Piss and hmm. shit. Can I stick two nine four eight in mine? Uh you you can. It still doesn't work. Two nine four eight three one eight seven. Keanu Reeves conspiracy. Area fifty one raid. <laughs> oh that's soon, isn't it? Oh I'm so I am so looking forward to that. That is yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Have you heard about this, Ben? What? The Area 51 road. No. Oh, mate, you're in for a treat. So there's this big Facebook meme going around at the moment. It's basically like a big Facebook event in America. Okay. 
where um, kids are signing up to um, raid Area 51 on the basis that they can't the stop army can't all. stop everybody at once. Right. They can't stop them all. And the best thing is they're going to avoid bullets by Naruto running. By what? Running like anime character Naruto because that will make them run fast enough to evade the bullets. Mm, I see. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the, the entire internet, like the weebs, the furries and everybody has like united behind this, um, this thing. It's going to be incredible. I, I don't think I understood a single word you just said. Oh, uh. that's all right, Ben. I've got I've got a thing. I'll I'll send you a thing, Ben. I'll send you a thing, and it'll it'll all make sense then. So I'm gonna I'd like to read the codes out to you again. Two nine dash four eight three one dash eight seven. Yeah, I do have that. The dash could be interpreted as a minus sign, uh. but in both cases we'd get negative numbers. Which would not give us... I mean, uh, yeah, so 29 minus 48 gives you less than 103. Carry the two <laughs> gives you the seven of diamonds. Um, hmm. You're right, Ben. I mean, we could try putting in 1956 on both and see what happens. Um, it doesn't feel right, though. It doesn't feel right at all, particularly because the 19 and 56 order is purely arbitrary based on when we pick these up. Yeah. Um, hmm. Humdy dumdy diddly scrumptious. Okay, so could I please put into my display 7813? Um, you, you can. It doesn't doesn't work, I'm afraid. Okay, and 8731. What did you say the first time? 7813. And what are you doing now? 8731. That doesn't okay. work. Ah, interesting. <laughs> I had to consult my notes on that one. So if Ben puts in 7813 and I put in 8492... What happens then? Nothing. Interesting. What if I put in 8492 and Mike puts in 7813? They're out of numbers. Nothing. Okay. (laughs) My brain's exploding. Should we ask for a clue, Ben? We've not asked for a clue in a while. I think we should ask for a clue. Okay. I'm going to fire off one of the distress flares. So the distress flare goes off. You sort of see it flying off into the sky. And uh, the, the radio crackles. And uh, a voice comes over it. Another pilot having a conversation with ground control. And they've accidentally locked their entire computer system out and they can't control their, their plane. It's a plane, this particular one. Very similar systems. And uh, ground control are explaining to the pilot that the codes are, are quite often stored separately in two, in two parts uh, to make sure they can't be easily pieced together. I'm wondering if... Um... Maybe Mike needs to put in 2931, and I need to put in 4887. That is incorrect. <laughs> what about if I put in 3148 and Ben puts in 2987? The screens go green! <laughs> oh, thank Christ, let's use it to crash into the fucking ground. <laughs> oh my God. What would you like to do? Um, oh, we're not finished yet, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to press the eject button? Eject, eject. So as you press the eject button, uh, the little plastic coating around it just cracks, and uh, fortunately the buttons over here not be working. It wasn't wasn't a particularly well maintained <laughs> helicopter. This uh, could we press the engage autopilot? Please? You press the engage autopilot, and the helicopter zooms off at its fastest speed. After a period of time, which is definitely much less than one hour, you find yourself <laughs> hovering above what appears to be the Nevada desert. This was the intro. <laughs> 
Okay, could we, um, I guess, can we lower the cable? Pressing the lower cable button, you hear a clunk, and then a whirring sound as something starts descending from the helicopter. And then I guess... Eventually it stops. Pre- press what would you like to do now? raise cable? Pressing the raise cable button, you hear the same whirring sound as before, and then a sudden clunk comes from the cabin. To the cabin! Entering the cabin, you find a dark suitcase with light emanating from around the, uh, the, out- the, the crack, the seam. What would you like to say? <laughs> the crack. Well, geez, Chris, it's been hours since I've investigated a crack, so. <laughs> that choice of words. Phrasing. Um, What would you like to do? I'd like to crack it open. <laughs> oh, God. Opening it up, you find the Storm Area 51 key. You've solved my puzzle. <laughs> That's <scary laughs> me. <laughs> And with that, would you like to take us back to the... I mean, you're already in the cabin. Uh, that's the end of my puzzle. You're, you're in the cabin still. Yay! What a send-off. So I, we've got the, the engine and the toolbox. What do we fancy? I want to do the engine. To the engine! Ah, to the engine! Ah! Okay, so you um, you two, you two find friends. Uh, you, you trek, you schlep positively inches across the cabin uh, and face the uh, the engine or at least the the engine cover uh, the engine cover reads hubschrauber motor <laughs> indicating that it is a german engine and therefore very efficient Could we have that spelt out please uh you can but it doesn't matter it's hub h-u-b schrauber s-c-h-r-a-u-b-e-r motor m-o-t-o-r but as I say, doesn't matter. Okay. Or does it? Is it in a massive cipher? Can we... Is there anything we can see that we could use to get access to the engine? Uh, certainly. There's a big handle on it and, and a big hinge. I'd, I'd like to tug, please. I'd like to tug give really it a hard. a sturdy tug, Chris. Um, and then you open up the engine. You can see the inner workings of the helicopter engine. You can see the, the main rotor, the main gearbox, the engine box, and the tail drive shaft. And uh, now we enter Storytime with Mike as he tells us how an engine works. Oh, well, sure. The way a helicopter engine works is really clever. They've got engine right, and it goes into the main gearbox, and that drives main rotor. That's also attached to a tail drive shaft, which has an intermediary gearbox. And what that do is, it goes up to tail rotor, so that makes your tail rotor spinning at the same rate. Well, no, it's spinning in sync with main rotor. Now, what that do is, it stops helicopter from spinning round like fucking nutter. It's re-cracking. Okay, uh, can we have a look at the main rotor, please? Certainly. Um, it disappears, it's a, it's a shaft disappearing into the ceiling, where you presume <coughs> the, the big flappy bit of the helicopter is doing a big flap. And could we have a look at the main gearbox, please? You certainly can. The front reads, Mittagessen Getreiber, and it appears to be openable. And a look at the engine box, please. Certainly. Um, the engine box has a, a little shaft going out into the main gearbox, um, and peering deeper into the engine, you can actually see inside the engine. Uh, at the centre where you'd expect to see kind of like, you know, some petrol or pistons or something, uh, is a German shepherd dog, um, and it's got all four feet pedalling away contentedly on a complex double bicycle arrangement. Um, you can see that it's connected down to the main gearbox, uh, and it appears to be generating the force currently keeping the helicopter airborne. We've suddenly gone a little bit fantastical, haven't we? No, this is a fact-based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chris. How do you think helicopters work, Chris? Why don't you regale me with your more detailed opinion of how to get a dog in a helicopter? It's all very clever because you've got to fit the dog in, and that's really tricky. Is there a co-dog for, you know, when it gets 
tired. No, there's no dog redundancy, actually, which is a bit of a problem because this dog, um, what would you like me to talk about the dog a little bit? Yeah, please do. Okay, so the dog's got, um, he's, he's pedaling away on, on both sets of uh, kind of little bicycle pedals uh, simultaneously. Um, and uh, he's looking a little bit, um, well, a little bit worn out, bless him. Uh, he's, he's staring straight ahead, kind of focusing on the job at hand. And he's got a little wooden stick in his mouth. Uh, one end of which appears to lead into the main gearbox and the other into the tail rotor gearbox. Wait, tail rotor. Is this a pun? No, it's a bit of a helicopter. You're sure? Which is the we're, most we're sure fun you can have. We're not talking about a pun. There's no dog tail. I tail wish there was. I wish I'd thought of it. Good. Could we also have no a look puns. at the uh, tail drive shaft, please? Uh, certainly. So the tail drive shaft is is spinning um, slightly slower than the uh, the main rotor, the whizzing and whizzing, whizzing around. And you can see that it's got a piece of paper stuck to it, as well, whizzing around in circles. Wouldn't it need to spin faster, given that it's a smaller rotor and it's got to produce uh, complementary force? Maybe. Can we can we grab the bit of paper? You certainly can. You you snatch it off the uh, the spinning drive shaft. It reads: "Engine servicing never weathers." Sort of a torn piece of paper. Looks like it's come off something else. Um, interestingly, uh, if you're taking the first letter of each of those words, you get um, essentially east, south, north, west, which may be useful. That makes point. a very good point. Um, so the main gearbox was openable. Could we uh, pop it open and have a look? Uh, opening it, you can see it's uh, full of all sorts of cogs and sprockets and whizzy things uh, and, and rubber bands. Um, and it appears to be mediating the speed between the main rotor and the tail rotor gearbox. Just under the lid that you've lifted up, uh, you can see that the top of the gearbox has a fixed metal compass on it, which is currently indicating north. Uh, inside the hatch, you can see a small canvas bag marked engine repair kit. Oh, could, uh, could we take a little look inside the canvas bag, please? Sure thing. You lift the canvas bag out and, uh, and open it up. Uh, the engine repair kit contains a juicy steak, a long grabber stick, and a Haynes Hubschrauber Motor Repair Manual. How's your uh, How's your German, Chris? Uh, non-existent. I did uh, I did French at school, and i i did I did realise at a certain point I was doing the same year again and again. And some of my other some of the other students were were learning fancy things like grammar and sentence structure, and I was still learning nouns. Never got past it. That's right, mate. I spent all of my foreign language stuff just learning swears. <laughs> so your German is non-existent, and so is your French. Is that what you're? Uh... Y- yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm in the same position, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Could we take a flick through this uh, Haynes manual, please? Is there any like um, illustrative uh, things that we can make sense of? Uh, sure. Well, you flip it open off after obviously the the lovely, charming, uh, somewhat roughed up blue cover on the front, um, and most of it's actually been torn out. Unfortunately, you can read this though on the opening page: "Behauen motorstraden, motortanken und Henkerdorf prüfen auf der Nachten Site Evreven Sie des Hekotoroto Cardinal Testen." Which, fortunately, because it's one of those nice manuals, has the English um, underneath as well. <sighs> Um, and and the Chinese and the Chinese goes. Um, oh God, don't! The Chinese goes after the English, which I'll read now. In case of engine breakdown, refuel engine and test tail rotor. Uh, the next page, uh, which is entitled "How to Test Tail Rotor," appears to be torn off after the word "cardinal." And sorry, in so in the bag there was the stake, the grabber stick, and the manual, wasn't there? That's correct. My, well, my guess would be is that if we have to refuel and then. Um, test the cardinals that maybe we feed the steak to the dog 
and then use the grabber stick to grab the, the dog and point his well, maybe, tail. Maybe use the grabber stick to feed the dog so we don't get our hand bit yeah. off. I, I should clarify that the dog is very much in the bowels of this machine. I can't. We can't so, get there. So, so re- reaching it with your hands would be very difficult, but the grabber stick would probably be about the right sort of distance. Okay, let's get the grabber stick and feed the steak to the dog. Yep, I would, I would agree. Okay, so you uh, you put the steak on the end of the grabber stick, you grab it, and you push it into the bowels of the engine um, and up to the nose of the dog, who is still staring very much straight ahead. Uh, and he starts taking idly-biddly little bite-sized nibbles off the steak while holding the little wooden apparatus in his mouth. He's, he's looking quite contented. So step one was to, what, refuel the dog, which we've done. Yes. And now we need to do something with cardinal direction. So I'm going to say that whatever we do... So the... Hmm. The the little compass in the gearbox, Mike, is that something that we can um, play with or or is it very much sort of like behind glass and we can't actually like muck around with the needle? So um, it's uh, kind of one of those little floaty wobbly ones. Um, it appears to show the direction the helicopter is currently headed. It's got like a little glass window on the front, which you cannot help but notice appears to be uh, hinged and sealed. Uh, it's completely fixed and appears to be unplayable with. It's just showing the bearing of the helicopter. Which is currently north? It is currently north. I think at some point we need to uh, somehow grab this dog. Um, so my guess would be... We've refueled the dog. We now need to do step two, but we don't know step two. So we need to find the other bit of paper, surely? No, well, maybe. But I, I think that we need to actually act upon it, uh, act upon pointing this thing oh, in, in the, the, in the correct directions. direction so you're just going to take a take a shot just like re <laughs> redirect the dog as you feel like that's that's what i was going to try if we could try and um with the with the grabby stick baiting with the meat just use the meat to oh, pull him could, around we could try that could we um certainly you um you put the uh, the meat in front of the dog um and he's, he's very much fixated on it nibbling 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 away and what would you like to do uh could we swing it um the meat that is clockwise by around about 90 degrees um how would you swing the meat clockwise well around the dog so if the ah so you're swinging the meat around the dog clockwise so if the dog was the center of the clock yes. the meat is the minute hand if his nose is currently at 12 o'clock put it at three certainly so you swing the meat to the left of the dog really and his little head turns to face it you hear the gears changing very so slightly crunching uh, in the tail rotor and you feel movement beneath your feet the floor beneath you starts to move you notice that the compass has started to move very, very slowly clockwise. So when we get to, when the uh, when the compass points east, could we please uh, remove the meat from the dog? As the compass uh, points east, you remove the meat from the dog. The dog looks sad but continues pedalling because he's an efficient German dog. So my feeling is now that we do exactly the same again, swing round by a further 90 degrees the meat uh, to south. Uh, you entice the dog uh, leftwards once again with the delicious meat uh, and his little face turns around and the little gears grind as the tail rotor starts spinning up out of sync with the main rotor and the floor beneath you spins once more. It spins and spins until the compass reads south. Fantastic. I'm going to presume that lefty-righty doesn't matter because what we're going to do now is we're going to whip the uh, the, the meat around to the backside of the dog um, and hopefully the, the dog sort of figures it out. You whip the meat around to the backside of the dog, but because the dog is fixed in place, the meat will always be behind the dog. Um, so the dog's head just sort of goes around and the, the helicopter starts rotating quite quickly. 
Uh, do let me know at which point you'd like to stop. So when it when the when the um, compass gets to north, we will remove the meat. You remove the meat when the compass gets to north, and ever so suddenly the helicopter straightens up. You feel rather queasy <laughs> at this horrendous motion that you've subjected yourselves to, forgetting, of course, that the dog does not exist within a gyroscopic environment. <laughs> Yes, we need to do S, so that's uh, anti-clockwise from the dog, please. You do so, you entice the dog in the direction which you've indicated, until the compass hits west, and then presumably you... Remove the meat, please. You remove the meat, the dog looks disappointed. Can I recommend that you please feed the remainder of the steak to the dog? Um, Yes, but we'll come come head on, so it doesn't go left or right. Capital, you do so, just not a puzzle mechanic, he's just, (laughs) he's working hard, bless him. Uh, He's the fuel. Like, that steak was your <laughs> your small amount of fuel. You hear a click from the compass, and the little front glass panel on it pops open. A small key with rotor blades pops out. It whizzes around the room and fires a tiny anti-tank rocket at a spider, which vanishes in a puff of legs and smoke. Satisfied, it then returns to base and gently lands in the palm of your hand. Congratulations, you have found the Apache Key Helicopter. And you have solved Yay! my puzzle. Yay! Woo! So, with the uh, the German Shepherd suitably fed and the efficient German engine once again ticking over merrily until we crash to our deaths uh, because it runs out of steak, <laughs> we return to the cabin by just turning around. Fantastic. So, we've got the toolbox left, and that is my puzzle. So, underneath one of the back passenger seats, you see a small metal box. On the front of the metal toolbox is a small combination lock four numbers you need currently sitting at zero 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 there is a note on the toolbox that reads the owner of this box is an engineer therefore the passcode must be complex can we try opening the box just as it is you try to open the box and it springs open whoa (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell hey when in doubt when in doubt put in password i was going full hero mode and all of a sudden it's just like oh no there's no puzzle there Bye. Inside the box, you see a uh, chocolate bar with uh, the wrapper has in big capital letters, JUMP, written on it. There's a yellow box. There's some tools, uh, as you might find in a toolbox. There's a, a hammer and a spanner and a three millimeter crosshead screwdriver and a saw. There's also a black box with a sticky thing poking out of it and half a lettuce. Can I have a look at the black box and its sticky thing? Of course. There's a note stuck to it uh, that's sort of only really half stuck to it, uh, coming off. Uh, The note says, the sticky out bit looks like an earpiece. Can I put the earpiece into my ear? Can I hear anything? You can hear that you've got something in your ear. Can I shake the box? Can can you shit the box? (laughs) Shake, shake the box. Um, You can, but you jab yourself rather painfully in the ear while shaking it. Can I inspect the lettuce? Uh, You can. It's half an iceberg lettuce. Can we rummage through the lettuce? Um, you can. Leaves of lettuce fall about your feet. Can I eat some iceberg lettuce? Uh, you can. It's uh, slightly wilted and a bit it's watery. It's toolbox really, isn't it? I suppose it's not the best environment for a lettuce. Probably not. Is there any dressing to have on it? Because then I was going to eat some lettuce as well. No, there were no clothes in the box. Get out of the helicopter, Ben. That <laughs> one's too good. Got a fucking pun in. Um, oh, there was a... So, <laughs> Ben, you said there was a chocolate bar, and I've written jump next to it, and I'm not sure if that was just the thought I was having at the time, or um, if it was related to... No, it said jump on the chocolate bar. Is that a, th- is that a brand of chocolate bar? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blue wrapper with uh, red writing, with and the writing has a yellow uh, highlight around the, the edges of it. But that's not important details, that's just how I pictured it in my head. Thanks for telling me that. 
after I'd finished writing it all down. Hmm. Right. Any instructions on it? Um, no, there's a there's a note on the yellow box. Ooh, well, we should read that. Wait, 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 wait. Can I open up the chocolate bar first? Uh, sure. There's a chocolate Is bar inside. Chocolate now. Can I eat the chocolate bar, please? Uh, sure, you eat the chocolate bar. It's a layer of chocolate, not surrounded by, uh, in, encasing a biscuit. I'm it's, feeling good it's now. Tasty. It's yeah. Okay, hang on, sorry. Can I just say, by the way, cool. that our, mine and Chris's <laughs> instant reactions were, opens chocolate bar, Chris goes, can I eat the chocolate bar? And I go, type of chocolate bar. Like, those were our simultaneous reactions. I mean, it's chocolate, so it's going to be tasty. It's just... And they're like, what percentage of cocoa varying, is it? varying degrees of taste. <laughs> Um, okay, Ben, can we take a look at the note on this yellow box, please? Of course. The note says, this box is yellow, so must contain custard. Can we open the box? Uh, you open the box, and inside is definitely not custard. There's uh, sort of a plasticky green thing. What's the plasticky green thing? Can we take a look at that? You uh, you take it out, and it appears to be an inflatable gherkin suit. Can I put the inflatable gherkin suit on, and please? You can do. Chris is now in a pickle. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, I tell you what, Ben, you're really, really happy about being an uncle, aren't you? Oh, uh, like it's I'm like you're poured in a mould. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. I'm sorry. Okay, so we've got the hammer, so presumably we can murder Ben. <laughs> um, and then we've got the saw, so I can presumably Recover. murder no, Chris no, afterwards. Used, and the dog used... is mine. I'll use the screwdriver to. I don't know, play fetch or something. Okay, so we had a hammer, a spiralizer, a five millimeter screwdriver, and a saw. No, a three millimeter screwdriver and a saw. Could we spiralize the lettuce? <laughs> um, you didn't have a spiralizer. Oh, we had a span spanner. My writing. Yeah. Okay, not a spiralizer. Okay, so we've got the black box with the sticky outy headsetty thingy uh, and the chocolate bar with jump on it. I wonder if we let, let's say hypothetically we were to jump, Ben, would anything happen? Uh, in 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 the helicopter. Yes. Um, I mean, the helicopter sort of wobbles around a little bit, somewhat dangerously, but no, okay. nothing happens. What if... Can we take the sticky note off the black box? We can box? indeed. So, underneath the sticky note on the black box, there is an LCD display. And on the LCD display, it says, speak the passphrase of escape. Ah, presumably then we were to speak into the sticky outy thing. Jump? And nothing appears to happen. Is there any capitalization that we should be aware of within this uh, speak the past rays of escape? No, it's um, it's creating letters using like an eight segment display. So it uh, everything's sort of like weird case. Can I gotcha. suggest uh, speaking escape into it? Uh, nothing seems to happen. Hmm. Okay, so things that we have. Uh, we've got a chocolate bar with jump, yellow box, some tools, black box and a lettuce. Uh, there's nothing I can see here that would match up. I was thinking maybe it would be uh, matching the letters of escape. So speak the passphrase of escape might, for example, match up to some letters of things what we had found, but we I don't think we found anything which matches up to those. Hmm. Is the passphrase lettuce? No. Ooh, radicio. <laughs> Rocket. <laughs> Is Spinach. No. Can are there any screws on the black box? There don't appear oh. to be any screws. Let's take a hammer to it. The deposit. That, that, that would be breaking things. Hmm? Ben, you'll have to let us know whether or not it affects the deposit. Um, give it a go. Okay, take the hammer and I smash the black box. As the hard as I can. Uh, recoil on the hammer flings the hammer out of the door. You're now hammerless and there's a dent in the box. Your deposit is, however, safe. You did not break the box, merely dent it. <laughs> so the hammer was not important. Aha! Is the passcode jump? 
Should we shout jump at the thing? No, you've, you've already done that. It, it didn't work. Do anything. Oh, well, let us jump. And with that, the bottom oh. of the black box swings open and onto the floor falls the phallus key. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle eventually. <laughs> with the three keys in hand, we make our way back to the back of the helicopter. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, we insert the Storm Area 51 key. The Apache Key Attack Heli Keepler <laughs> and the Phallus Key <laughs> into the three rooms of padlock, safely securing the parachutes. And we don the parachutes, edge up towards the open door, and realize we haven't actually had parachute training. But we launch ourselves out and we escape. And there we are. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds and iTunes and also at our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. We'd love to have feedback and hear where the Infinite Escape Room should take us next. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could give us a rating and a bit of a review on iTunes or Facebook as it's a massive help in reaching new audiences. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.